Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The ads maven, Jen Pawsik, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Now, here is the host of the ads maven, Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker and coach, Jen Pawsik. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Ads Maven. I'm Jen Posick on Inspired Choices Network. So today we are talking all about Facebook ad mistakes. So as a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, I've been working with Facebook ads for um, over five years now. So with that, I have seen quite a few mistakes with uh, some clients, some potential clients, and even some mistakes that I made when I was first starting out and I just didn't know any better. Um, before I get to the ad mistakes, there's a few things that I want to tell you guys about because I have noticed that I am not great about remembering to tell you guys about these things when I'm in the middle of it. So I have just finished creating a brand new, fun, quick Facebook ads quiz to know if Facebook ads are a perfect match for your business. So you can check that out at jenposick.com slash quiz. I believe that's also in the show notes for you. Um, that's there at any time. You have four possible results that you can get, and each of the results are then curated with what are the next steps for you. And I was actually going in there earlier today just to see what type of results people are getting, and it's actually a pretty good mix, so it's very exciting. If you take the quiz, please, please, please email me back when you get your quiz results and let me know what you thought if you feel like that is in fact, an accurate description of where you're at and if Facebook ads are, in fact, a good match for you or not. So, again, you can check that out, Face, uh, nope, jenposick.com slash quiz. Okay, also, some of the results for the quiz actually invite you to a workshop. But since you are a listener of the Ads Maven, I'm just going to tell you about it as well. So I'm doing a online workshop. It's totally free, um, all about Facebook and Instagram ads, really focused on strategy where I'll give um, it's a lot of the same stuff that I talk about um, on the Ads Maven, but you have the big benefit of getting visuals to show you step-by-step step of what I'm talking about, which honestly, that was one of the things that kind of held me back from even starting the show uh, for like a long time because I was like, how do I talk about Facebook ads and Instagram ads without having visuals? Because that can be a little tricky, but I kind of figured it out. So January 28th, um, 2 o'clock Eastern time, I'm giving a free Facebook and Instagram ads workshop. You can sign up for it at jenposick.com slash workshop, or you can start off, you can take the Facebook ads quiz, and depending on the results, you'll then be invited into the workshop. Um, yeah, so I would love to have you in either or both of those. Okay, so let's get to the ad mistakes. Oh, no, actually, one other thing. At the end of the workshop, just for showing up, I will gift you a 
complimentary Facebook ads strategy session. So that is whether or not you feel like you are at a point that you're actually ready um, to run ads, if you feel like you're at a point where you'd like to work with me or cannot necessarily um, afford to run ads at the moment, either way, whether you're ready or not, um, it's a complimentary Facebook ads strategy session. I'm happy to gift it to you just for showing up to the workshop. Okay, now, for real, let's get started talking about ad mistakes. Okay, so I have seen a lot, and it's interesting because usually if I'm going in and doing an ads audit, um, which I do actually offer, I really enjoy doing them because I, one of the things I'm actually really good at, which it sounds braggy, but it's just kind of like, I'm really good at looking at, okay, what's going on with the ads and how can we tweak them to make them as effective as possible. So with that, I usually find that it's not the ads themselves that are the issue. However, I did think about like some copy and graphic mistakes with the ads that I have seen. So I want to start off by covering those, but then I'm going to get into some of like the nitty gritty that's really on the back end where I see the big mistakes. Okay, so recently I've seen several people putting their text in the wrong place. So when you get into Ads Manager, and you guys, if you've listened to me at all, you know I am not at all a fan of pressing that boost post button. I was talking to one of my students earlier today who's in my Ad Maker Society who was telling me how she's been recently boosting some posts and she knows how I don't like it. And so I showed her how quick it is to just duplicate your ads inside your ads manager. It's literally like a couple of minutes to get your ads going if you're inside ads manager and you've started off and done it, um, run a similar ad for. And if you have already posted the post that you want to run the ad to, it's that much faster. Okay. So actually, that's probably one of the biggest. Let me back up. That boosting post is the biggest mistake that I do actually see. It's so funny. I didn't even have a note about it, but it's so true. Um, and I'll talk more about why that is in just a few minutes. But please stop boosting posts. Please do. I am happy to show you, and I will show you uh, more in our ad strategy session if you join me for my ads workshop about how to actually create your ads inside Ads Manager, not in not by pressing Boost Post. But one of the things that I see, so inside Ads Manager, there's a few places for you to put text. You can put the main text, which is going to go above your graphic, like your video or your graphic. That's where you want to put the biggest, the bulk of what you want to say is under this section. It's called Primary Text. Um, right below the graphic is the headline, and that's going to be a little bit larger. You, you want to make sure that everything that you want to be seen is put in there um, because if it's too long, Facebook will kind of cut it off. You especially want to look at the mobile view um, to make sure that it's what you want to have said and like the whole point of it is visible. And then below the headline is a section called the Newsfeed Link Description. And recently, I have seen people putting their whole copy in that section 
instead of in the primary text section. So you want to make sure that when you're putting your copy, you're previewing what it looks like so that the majority of what it is is going to be above your video or above your graphic, and then you have a headline right below it. The newsfeed link description, I actually usually will leave it blank. Um, simply because you don't really see it on mobile. The majority of the views you're going to get are going to be on mobile. Most people are not going to see your ads on desktop, but certainly some will. Um, but you only actually see the newsfeed link description on desktop, not on mobile. So usually I'll leave that part blank. Okay, um, the other mistake that I see a lot of times are headlines that are not really a call to action. So. I like the headline to be very clear in terms of this is what you need to do. So, for example, I started running some ads to my quiz. So it says very clearly in my call to action in my headline, quiz, like are Facebook ads a perfect match for your business? Now, even that I've had to play around with because quiz, are Facebook ads a perfect match for your business? It's a little bit too long, so I have to edit it to make sure that the whole thing will be actually seen um, in the headline. Um, the other copy mistake that I see way too often is copy that just doesn't give them enough information or doesn't have a call to action or both. So. Sometimes if you're in like e-commerce, you'll see ads where it's like very quick and to the point. But unless you're in e-commerce, and I don't really run e-commerce ads, I the ads that I run, like my clients tend to be coaches, course creators, personal brands, um, just a lot of coaches of various types. So, so business coaches, mindset coaches, uh, life coaches, even like athletic coaches. With that, with what you're offering, it usually needs a little bit more explanation. You usually need to give more information about what it is. So if it's like, if it's super quick, um, it just doesn't give enough information, people are not going to be as likely to actually click to the next step. So you want to make sure you're giving enough information and you want to make sure that you have a call to action. So I really like to put a link um, in the text as well to have them be able to just click to get to it. Now, I like to use a bit.ly link. Um, bit.ly, if you just go to bit.ly, it's uh, you can create a little a free account, and then you can create bit.ly links from a longer link where it's trackable, and you can see how many people actually click it um, from where you're where you're putting the link. So I have noticed that probably about a quarter of the people that are actually converting are or actually clicking are doing it from the bit.ly link. So not everybody needs that, but it just makes it a little bit easier, especially if you have a lot of copy. You don't necessarily want somebody to have to scroll back up to your graphics to the headline to be able to click there. You want to make it as easy for people as possible. Um, so making sure that you have a call to action in the copy. All right, so I know that those aren't very big mistakes, but those are ones that I've seen quite a few times. Um, in terms of graphics, the biggest <laughs> mistake that I see um, are is adding too much text to the graphics. Now, the reason for that, it used to be Facebook would not let you have any more than 20% of the graphic have text. They did away with that 
I don't know, like a year or so ago, and they just said, you just can't have too much text, which I think ends up being actually a little bit less than 20%. And the reason for that, they don't want your ads to look too ad-like. They want them to kind of blend in to everything else that you're seeing on Facebook. So their Facebook is very concerned for the actual user. They want to make sure that things look as good as possible. So they don't want you to have too much text. Now you can check the amount of text in your ads um, by going to fb.me, like me slash 20, the number 2020. Um, you can upload your graphic and then it'll show you if it's uh, okay, it'll give you like a little green check mark. It'll be a little too much text, a medium amount of text, or way too much text. Now, if it's way too much text, I mean, that's not exactly what it says, but you get the point. If it's way too much text, it's just not going to show your ad at all. If it's a medium amount, your ad delivery is going to be impacted. Um, if it's a little bit too much text, I'm okay with that, but I try to go in and edit the graphic to be like an okay amount of text um, just because I want my ad delivery to be delivered to as many people as possible. Okay, so here's the deal. We are coming up on a break, but when we get back, I have a story for you about one of my clients, who past client, who was so set on... <laughs> running an uh, ad with way too much text in the graphic. So I'm going to tell you that story when we get back. Uh, right now, you're listening to The Ad Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The Ads Maven, Jen Posick, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to The Ads Maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255. Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Jen Posick, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. Okay, so today our show topic is Facebook ad mistakes. And before we went to the break, we were talking about how Facebook does not want you to have too much text on your graphics. 
Um, by the way, one other note about that. You cannot just upload a video um, to see if it's too much text, but Facebook doesn't really, Facebook is okay with you having some uh, text on your video, but whatever graphic you pick for that video, you don't like as the header, like as you're scrolling that image, uh, like the cover image type thing, um, that you do not want to have too much text. So you can still check that if you go to fb.me slash 20. Okay, so I had a past client and he was very specific about what he wanted his ad to look like. I think he even like wrote the copy. He wrote the, um, like he gave me, he gave me the graphic. I have to tell you guys, this graphic was terrible. First, it was like a really ugly graphic. It was like almost like borderline offensive. It was just like, it was really awful. And it had so much text on it, like probably like 75% text, right? So, you know, Facebook wants you to have like less than 20% text on your graphic, like about 75% text. And I told him, hey, this is not going to run. Um, Facebook will not, will not like it. And I even edited the graphic. Um, I made it better. It was still a very ugly graphic, but I made it better. I made it so that it could run without having too much text. I took out like the vast majority of the text, right? But he was very clear. He wanted the graphic to run. This was the graphic that he wanted. He didn't even care. Like, so the text was very, very tiny. It's like a full paragraph of text on this graphic. And you couldn't read it because the text was so small because it was so much, right? He said he didn't care if anybody could read it. He just wanted the graphic to run as it is. So I got the ads going. I did convince him to do both. So I tested his graphic and my graphic that I had edited of his graphic. So I got the ads going. A day later, they both get approved, right? A day later, I get an email from him asking, hey, I just got this email from Facebook saying my ad is not running. Why on earth would it not be running? You guys. I mean, do you know why it wasn't running? If you've been listening to the show, my guess is you do. Because it had too much text, right? So I very nicely explained it's because it had too much text it was not going to run anymore, which is exactly what I had explained to him beforehand. So moral of the story, you do not want to have too much text on your graphics. And if your ads manager <laughs> tells you, hey, it's not going to run, they probably do actually know what they're talking about and it's not going to run. Okay, so let's talk about some more ad mistakes. So I talk to a lot of potential clients where they're already running ads or they've run ads in the past. A lot of people have had some bad Ad experiences. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I want to tell you a little bit about Becky, who, which is not her real name. Um, so Becky had already spent a few thousand dollars on running Facebook ads in the past, and she had even hired somebody who said that they knew what they were doing. And all she was wanting to do was run ads to grow her email list so that then she could nurture and promote to her list, which is how I feel like ads are really truly like the most effective. So with that, um, whew, you guys, this made me so sad. Like I started looking at her ad results 
And usually, you know, it's like people are getting results, but they're just not as good as they want them to be. But in her case, she'd gotten zero results. She had had nothing. Nobody had opted in from any of her ads, not even like at a terrible cost. It was just like no opt-ins. So as soon as I started looking through the ads, I immediately knew why. Because there were several mistakes that um, I've seen so many people make. Uh, however, the the thing that makes me really especially remember chatting with her, and I mean, she ended up becoming a client, so of course it's like I remember working with her. But the reason why I so remember this whole conversation is because this was the first time that I'd talked to somebody who had had an ads manager actually run ads for them that had just been like so terribly, terribly done. So the very first thing um, in terms of mistakes is when you're hiring it out, you want to really make sure that whoever you're hiring knows what they're doing. Make sure that you're having a conversation with them. Ask for a previous results. Ask like questions where you can kind of vet them a little bit and just make sure that they know what they're doing. Um, okay, so the very first mistake is the objective that they were running the ads for was just totally wrong. Now, you've probably heard me say this before, but 90% of the ads that you want to run are going to be ads for conversions. If you want somebody to sign up for your email list or you want somebody to purchase something, the majority of the time you're going to run the ads for them to convert. The reason for this, Facebook's algorithm is brilliant. We know this, right? Essentially knows more about you than your best friend does, and it knows how we use Facebook. So it knows who's most likely to scroll. It knows who's most likely to click. It knows who's most likely to convert into a lead or a sale. With that, when you run an ad, you when you when the very first thing you do when you go into Ads Manager is you are looking at, you're setting the objective. So some of the objectives that you have, you have ads for engagement, video views, messages, traffic, conversions, and reach. Okay, so let's talk about some of these. Ads for engagement, that means that your main objective is you want somebody to engage on your post, you want somebody to like your page, or you want somebody to engage with a Facebook event. This is also what you're doing. If you are pressing boost post, you're basically saying that you want post engagement on that post. Most of the time, that's not what you want. You want somebody to take action like click a link or sign up for your email list. So this is why I say, um, and why I said at the beginning of the show, nah, that the biggest mistake I see people making is by pressing boost post. Um, because most of the time, like 95% of the time, you're just wasting your money when you're running the ad for post engagement. Now, there are some good reasons to run an ad for post engagement. Like, let's say you want to then run the ad for traffic, but you know that when you run an ad that already has some likes and some comments on it, it tends to do better because it has a little bit of social proof. When we as humans see that other people have liked something, it lets us know, oh, other people like it, well, I'll like it too. So an ad with some social proof can make your ad do better. So sometimes I will run an ad for like three days for some engagement, get some social proof on it, and then I'll start running the ad for conversions, right? So every once in a while, engagement is worthwhile. Even then, I do not press boost post. 
I don't think it's worthwhile. I do it instead from inside um, the ads manager. The other one that if you're pressing boost post, it gives you the option for video views. Video views is good if all you want is somebody to watch your video. Now, you can create an audience of people that have watched a video, like a certain percentage of one of your videos, to then retarget them later. And that works. But in general, when you are running an ad for video views, you have the option. They've been switching it around recently. Um, I think there's only two options. For a while, there were three. But I suggest that you run it for optimized for through play, which basically means you want them to watch as much of the video as possible, but really it's optimized for them to watch at least 15 seconds. Um, so again, if you're boosting a post, you're going to run it either for engagement or video views. It's better to just do it from inside Ads Manager. But the majority of the time, I'm not running the ads for video views unless I really want somebody just to watch that video. All right, ads for messages are if you want somebody to start a conversation with you inside Facebook Messenger. Ads for traffic are if you want somebody to click to your um if you want somebody to click to your website would be an ad for traffic. And then ads for conversions are when you want somebody to actually convert. Okay, so if you're going to run ads for conversions, it does take a little bit more work on the back end, but it's well worth it because it's going to save you money. So ads for conversions, you do have to have your Facebook pixel placed and you have to have either a custom conversion or a standard event pixel on your thank you page after you've signed up for the um, like for the thing for the email list so that you can track it. But it's going to make the most sense. It's going to save you money. 90% of your ad campaigns should have ads for conversions. So when I got into Becky's account, her ads were not even actually running for any of these. Her ads were running for reach. Now reach and I actually, it's so funny, one of my students today was running her ads for reach as well to a cold audience. And I don't want you to ever run ads for reach to a cold audience. Ads for reach mean you want to reach, you want to show your ad to everybody in the audience as much as possible. Now with that, you only want that to happen if the person seeing your ad is like super, super hot audience, like they are primed to take action. Let's say they like signed up for your webinar, they visited the sales page, and now you're like, I know they're like on the brink of purchasing. I want to make sure they see this, this retargeting ad that's like inviting them to a call with me to um, sign up for my program to see if it's a good fit, right? I want to reach everybody that's visited the sales page and is considering it but has not already purchased. That would be a great time to run ads for reach. And that's actually, I do run ads for reach um, like that for sometimes for myself and for my ads management clients. But you never want to do those ads for reach to a cold audience. And so in Becky's case, it was running to a cold audience. And, oh, my gosh, you guys. The audience that it was running to was so big. It was way too big to be effective. Now, I'm going to tell you exactly how big it was when we get back from the break. So we'll be back in just a minute. Right now, you're listening to The Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. 
Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The ads maven, Jen Pawsik, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to the ads maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. Right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Jen Posick, the Ads Maven. Okay, so before we went to break, we were talking about some ad mistakes that I see people making. And so I talked about how you want to always make sure you're running your ads for conversions. Not always, but like 90% of the time you want your ads to run for conversions. And how for this one particular client, her ads were running for reach, which is Oh my gosh, such a big no-no, especially when you're running ads, well, not especially, but such a big no-no when you're running ads to a cold audience and when your audience is too big. Like, I'm talking, you want to run ads for reach when your audience is like, mm, a couple thousand or less, right? Um, okay, so now before I talk to you a little bit about her audience and the issues there, um, I do want to let you know, just in case I forget to say it later, <laughs> um, I do offer ad audits. So if you're already running ads and you know that they could be doing better and you'd like me to take a look at them, I do offer that as one of my services. Um, I do it as like a flat rate of 500 to go in, take a look at the ads that you've been running and see where you can edit them to make them more effective. So I'll go over them. I'll do a full audit of any Facebook and Instagram ads. And then I'll give you a full breakdown of what I suggest. So that's a flat rate of 500 for it. If you're interested, um, shoot me an email, Jen, J-E-N-N, two N's, at theadsmaven.com. And I'm more than happy to chat. Yeah. Um, also, I mentioned this at the very beginning, but my... Are Facebook ads a perfect match for your business Business quiz is now live. You can take the quiz. Super quick, fun, easy, and I think it's pretty effective too. So you have four possible results that would then with next steps that tell you kind of exactly what you need for your business. You can take the quiz, jenpasik.com slash quiz. Um, and January 28th, 2 o'clock Eastern, I have a Facebook and Instagram ads Workshop coming up totally free. Uh, you can sign up for that at jenpasik.com slash workshop. Okay, here's the next issue. Her audience was way too large and it was not well targeted. So I did a whole episode all about audiences where I, we did like a whole deep dive into it. And so if you've heard me talk about audiences, you know if you're targeting by country or larger, I suggest that your audience size is around 1 million. All right. Any guesses how big Becky's audience was that her ads for reach that should be like a few thousand were running to? 40, 
four million people. So sometimes, like, I will see audiences that are like four or five million, and sometimes that is pretty, they are pretty well targeted. So that can be okay, depending on how well targeted it is. Forty-four million people, definitely not well targeted. So her audience included targeting options like Tony Robbins and Oprah. So are you a fan of Oprah? My guess is, even if you're not like Oprah's biggest fan, you've probably clicked on something to show some interest in Oprah. My guess is like Oprah herself has probably at least like 30 million of those fans. It's kind of the same type thing for Tony Robbins. Like, have you heard of Tony Robbins? I mean, who hasn't, right? Like who hasn't watched Oprah's show or read her magazine or like interacted in some way to have Facebook think that you're interested in Oprah. So there are some targeting options that are just kind of too vague. But what Facebook has that is really cool, and they've had it for several years now, is they have layered targeting. So I like to call it like and or but not targeting. So I could say, so the way that these ads were set up was if somebody was interested in Oprah or Tony Robbins or yoga or like 30 other possible interests. But so when you do that, it's just making it all these different options and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But instead, we want to narrow it down to get to that audience size of around a million. So we can use that layered targeting, that and or but not. So I can say, I want to target people interested in A who are also interested in B or C but are not interested in D. So Instead of, I want people who are interested in either Oprah or Tony Robbins or yoga, I could instead say, I want to target people who are interested in Oprah, and they're also interested in Tony Robbins, and they have to also be interested in yoga. Now, honestly, that's probably still going to be too large of an audience, but it's still going to start to narrow it down. Um, some examples where I see that really come into play are when um, people are targeting like business owners that are also like interested in more like consciousness and like new agey type of stuff or um, people who are business owners and they're also moms or parents. So with that, you can say, I want to target people who are um, business owners like their Facebook page admins or their uh, business page admins or they're interested in entrepreneurship and I want to make sure that they're also are a woman between the ages of 25 and 45 and I also want to make sure that they are a parent of a kid between these ages. So when you do that, it's narrowing that audience, it's making it smaller. Whew. Layering your audience is a big one. But there's another option for it instead of that detailed targeting that I think could also have been really effective that tends to actually do better. And those are lookalike audiences. Now, with a lookalike audience, you basically need to have a base audience that is already kind of like your ideal audience. You can create a base audience. You need at least 100 people in a country. Um, to start from, and then you can upload that audience and say to Facebook, hey, take a look at these people since you know way too much about them. Make a bigger audience that looks like this audience. So you could make 
lookalike audience from people that have liked your page, people that have engaged with your page, people that have visited your website, if you have your Facebook pixel placed on it, uh, people that are on your email list, your client list, if you have at least 100 people in a country. Um, so I can take my email list, and I have done that, and upload it to Facebook, and then have Facebook create a lookalike audience of my email list, right? So the stronger the base audience, the better the lookalike audience is going to be. So like a lookalike audience of 100 clients is going to be way stronger than a lookalike audience of people that have liked your page. A lookalike audience of your email list is going to be stronger than an audience of people that have liked your page. But you can also layer those audiences, those lookalike audiences, and just put them all together. So a lookalike audience tends to do really well. So if you have, if your business is any um, bit established, I totally suggest that you try playing with lookalike audiences. So I have to tell you, in Becky's case, even though she started off not having ever gotten any leads ever, um, we made some pretty simple tweaks to her ads because her actual ads, the copy and the graphics were pretty much fine. We just made those tweaks where we started running ads for conversions. We switched up the audience so that it was around a million and it was a little bit better targeted. Um, and she immediately started getting leads into her business. Pretty cool, right? So simple tweaks like that can make such a big difference. Um, all right. I want to talk a little bit about some of the other mistakes that I see. Okay. So I did an ad audit for a company recently, and their ads, same type thing. Their actual ads were pretty great. Um, a few of their ads, they weren't doing uh, having calls to action on them, so I suggested doing that. But other other than that, the ads themselves were awesome. One of the biggest things, though, that they were not doing is they were uploading the same ad multiple times, and it did not keep the social proof on it. So remember, earlier we talked about how ads with social proof do better. So ads that already have some likes and some comments are going to do better. So if you are going to run the exact same ad, meaning it's to the same link, the text is the same, the graphic, the video, whatever is the same, and the headline is exactly the same. You're not testing any part of the ad. You might be testing the audience, but you're not testing any part of the ad. You want to keep the social proof on that ad. The way you do that, you're going to open up that ad wherever it lives. You're going to get the URL. The end section of the URL has a section of digits. You're going to copy those digits. That is your post ID. When you are uploading your ad to Ads Manager, you're going to select Use Existing Post, and you're going to enter the post ID. That's all you have to do. It is so quick. It is so easy. But when you do that, you're able to keep the social proof on your ads, and your ads are going to perform better. Um, so that's one of the things. And all you have to do, if you've already run the ad before, you're just going to have you're going to get to duplicate, and then just enter in that post ID in the ad section. So. Um, if you're going to get a lot of engagement on the ad because you're running ads to the post, keep the social proof on it, enter that post ID. 
I know that that part's a little bit tricky without actually showing you how to do it. Again, I have uh, ads workshop January 28th, 2 o'clock Eastern. You can sign up for it, jenpossick.com slash workshop. And at the end of it, because it is a workshop where we'll be actively workshopping some ideas, I'll really focus on strategy. But at the end, I will also do a Q&A. So if that's something that you would like to see in action, just ask in the Q&A section um, during the workshop, and I'm happy to show you. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast at a later date, um, and January 28th has already long come and gone, I have been doing these ad workshops as a live online workshop about once a month. So still, if you go to jenpasik.com slash workshop, you will either uh, sign up and get the replay of the workshop, or you will see the newest um, one with the new date on it. So I still suggest going and checking it out so that you can see it. All right. Um, one of the other things that I found with the that ads audit that I did is they were not really utilizing all different types of audiences to their full potential. So we talked about cold audiences. We talked about lookalikes, how lookalikes tend to do really good, and how it's good to play with that layered targeting. But I do also suggest any time that you are selling, you want to sell to your warm audience. So when it comes to Facebook and Instagram ads, you can find your warm audience four ways. Anybody that has engaged with your Facebook page in the last year, anybody that has engaged with your Instagram business profile in the last year, anyone that's visited your website in the last 180 days, and anybody that's on your email list. Now, a couple caveats to that. Uh, in order to target anybody that's uh, visited your website, you do have to have a Facebook pixel placed on it. And in order to upload your email list, you do have to convert your ads manager to a business manager account. Um, that's something that I actually I go you I go over how to do that inside uh, my training in my Ad Makers Society, which is my monthly membership. Um, but it's pretty simple to do it. I do suggest that you convert over to a business manager account. Um, all right, so you're, you've got your warm audience. And then the other audience that I suggest is retargeting. So this is when somebody has already taken an action like visiting a sales page or watching a video, you can retarget them by showing another ad, by showing an ad that's like, hey, take this next step. So if you are selling somebody into a program and they have checked out your sales page, you might run an ad to them that says, hey, I saw that you checked out my sales page. Would you like to, do you have questions about this? Click here, schedule a call with me to ask your questions, see if you're a good fit for my program. So you're retargeting them. You probably have seen retargeting ads in action. Like anytime you go to like Home Depot or Amazon.com, um, and then the next time you're on Facebook or just anywhere online, you see those same things that you were just checking on kind of following you around the internet. Those are retargeting you. Same type thing. All right. We are going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to continue talking about ad mistakes that I have seen and then how to fix them. So you are listening to The Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. 
Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The ads maven, Jen Pawsik, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to the ads maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Jen Posick, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. Okay, so we've been talking about Facebook ad mistakes. Um, real quick, I just want to remind you, if you would like to take the super fun quick quiz, our Facebook ads perfect match for your business, you can go to jenposick.com slash quiz. And we've been talking about ad mistakes that sometimes, like, I mean, they're costing you money. If you are already running uh, running Facebook and Instagram ads, you want to make sure that they are as effective as possible. I am more than happy to do an ads audit for you. You can um, contact me, Jen, at theadsmaven.com, um, and we can schedule some time to chat, see if an ads audit is right for you. But essentially, I'm offering them for 500 I look over uh, USD. I look over all the ads that you have been running, and then I make very detailed suggestions for where you should go from here and what specifically you should change. Now, I will tell you, uh, with one of my clients, when we first started working together, the very first thing I did, I did an ads audit for her. She came to me specifically because she was running ads to an online workshop and she was getting her leads for about $15 a lead. We made some, and just like before, the um, the issue with her ads was really not with the actual ads themselves. The ads themselves were pretty good. The issue was really with some simple tweaks like the stuff that we're talking about today. She was able to go from about $15 a lead to about a dollar something a lead by just by making those simple tweaks. So again, if you want to chat with me about um, ad audits, I'm more than happy to do so. Um, just send me an email, jen at theadsmaven.com. All right. So as I was talking about that, one of the other mistakes that I actually did not make a note about, but I see way too often, so our ads are set up in campaign, ad set, and ad, so three sections. Campaign section is where you put your objective, ad set is where you put the audience, and the ad is where you put the actual creative, the copy and the graphics. So I like to do one ad per ad set, if I'm testing, I do have some clients that will convince me that they really want to do two ads per ad set just to test something. That, it's not ideal, but that's okay. I still prefer one ad per ad set even if you're testing. However, I have gone into some accounts and I see people are testing like 10 different ads or more sometimes in one ad set. The issue with this is you're just not going to get a real 
actual test of how your ads are doing. So I actually saw this uh, with a client of mine recently when we first started working together. Her ads were amazing, but what Facebook does is, so let's say you've got 10 ads, right? Ad number one, they start showing it to people. It starts getting put out there with reach. Ad number two gets a little bit of reach. By the time you get, it gets to like ad number three, four, five, it has like nothing left and it doesn't even deliver those ads to people. So even though she had all these different ads that were awesome and probably could have done really well, Facebook was only actually putting money behind a couple of the ads. The other ads, it wasn't even spending any of its money on. So when you are testing, you want to test each ad under each different ad set. So let's say you want to test two different audiences. You're going to do ad set one, ad set two. And under that, it's going to be the same ad, keeping that social proof, uh, using the post ID like we talked about, but you're going to be spending like $10 a day per ad set. Okay, so if you're testing two different headlines, you're going to be doing two different ad sets, each one with headline one under one ad set, headline two under the other ad set. That's actually a really big one that I see people making that mistake a lot. Um, one of the other things is looking at placement. So in general, I want you to just think about where do you take action on ads? Do you ever respond to ads that are in the right-hand column of your desktop? I honestly, I think I probably have like once, and I work on my laptop all the time, and I work on Facebook because, you know, that's my job. So I actually do see the right column ads a lot. I just ignore them. Because we see so many ads all the time, we're kind of trained to tune most of them out. Um, so ads in the right column, they don't tend to get a lot of action. Um, ads in apps and other platforms don't tend to do great. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you can test it and see what's going to work best for you. So sometimes I like to start out, out doing the automatic placement, and then I'll look and see what the results are. And from there, the next time that I duplicate the ads and run the ad, I will make it so that I'm only running the ads the places that people are actually responding. In general, the only place that people really tend to take action is going to be the news feeds. So Facebook newsfeed, Instagram newsfeed, and then Instagram stories. Um, now, I will tell you, when I run ads for stories, I run them totally separately because you can see if an ad is like meant to be a Facebook newsfeed ad, but it's being run in Instagram stories. It just looks a little bit different. And if you're somebody who uses Instagram, you'll see the difference pretty much right away if you log into there. Um, so I like to create my Instagram stories ads separately. And one of the really interesting things I used to say I have not seen, I'll run the ads for Instagram, Facebook, and Messenger stories all at once. But I, up until very recently, had only seen results on Instagram stories. Recently, with one of my clients, I actually finally have seen some results coming in under Facebook stories which is very exciting. So I've still been, anytime I'm doing stories ads, I've still been including Facebook stories, but I just hadn't started seeing results till recently. And I think that might just mean more people are starting to actually scroll through Facebook stories as well. Oh man, you guys, 
I even have more notes for more ad mistakes. We've only got a few minutes left in our show. So I think I'm going to have to schedule another time to talk about ad mistakes just because there's so many that come up. So I have to tell you, there will be a part two to all of this. However, that part two is going to have to be a few weeks from now because I've got some guests coming up. Um, I really hope that you enjoy when I have guests because I really enjoy having them. So next week, uh, my friend Diane Cutts is going to be on the show. She is another video expert. I know that last week I had my, my friend Kayla on talking all about video tips. Diane does a lot with video. She also does a lot with YouTube. And so I am having her on because I want to ask her some questions around YouTube. And recently she's helping my mom get a YouTube channel up and running. So that will be coming next week. Um, in the meantime, once again, if you are thinking you would like an ads audit, let's chat. Um, you can also just schedule a time to chat with me on my calendar. You can go to calendly.com slash Jen Posick. I think that's probably in the show notes. Um, otherwise, send me an email, jen at theadsmaven.com, and let's chat about it. Um, and my brand new free quiz all about if Facebook ads are a perfect match for your business is now available at jenposick.com slash quiz. And then January 28th, and this is one of like some of the quiz results, like the next step for some of the quiz results. But even if you haven't taken the quiz or you didn't get that as a result, I do still want to let you know about it. My Facebook and Instagram ads workshop all around. I really focus on the strategy of creating Instagram ads, Facebook and Instagram ads during the workshop. Um, that workshop is at jenposick.com slash workshop. And at the end of it, I offer anybody who joins um, a free ad strategy session so that we can really dive in, talk about your ads and your ads strategy. So again, to go sign up for that, jenposick.com slash workshop. Whew. Oh, man, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited to talk in a few weeks about more ad mistakes. And then in the meantime, before that, we are going to talk to some amazing guests. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Ads Maven. Jen Palsik will return next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. See you next week where we will dive into more Facebook and Instagram ad strategies.